to Matthew chapter 13. And we will continue in our journey of uh, speaking of the parable of the sower. The parable of the sower. And uh, there was possibility that I could change the message and have it be more missions uh, oriented. But as I looked at the passage, there could be no more missions oriented passage in the parable of the soils or parable of the sower. We've looked at uh, we've seen before us the boys heading out uh, tomorrow. And we have been looking at we, we looked at last week. Uh, a soil that didn't work, a, a soil that there was nothing there, a soil that was uh, the the seed fell on the path and the path had been uh, hard and there was no comprehension and there was no desire for comprehension. And immediately the birds came and took the, the seeds and it was gone. It was gone. This morning, I'd like to uh, look at the second and third soil, and probably most likely I'll preach about the third soil again next week, but I wanted uh, the Boyds to hear it before they left. So I thought it was important to push through, and we'll just review. Uh, Most of you will have forgotten by that time anyways. Uh, I'll blame that on the preacher too, okay? Please stand in honor of God's word. I'd like to read to you from Matthew chapter 13. God's word, I I want to start at verse 18 this morning. Hear then the parable of the sower. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what has been sown in his heart. This is what was sown along the path. As for that which was sown along the rocky ground, this is the one who hears the word and immediately receives it with joy. Yet he has no root in himself, but endures for a while. And when tribulation and persecution arise on account of the word, immediately he falls away. As for what was sown among the thorns, this is the one who hears the word, but the cares of the world and the deceitfulness of riches choke the word and it proves unfruitful. As for what was sown on good soil, this is the one who hears the word and understands it. He indeed bears fruit and yields in one case a hundredfold, in another sixty, and in another thirty. God, I ask your blessing on your word this morning. I ask that you would guide us to it, that you would stir our hearts by it, that your spirit would be working in us. Change us to be the people you want us to be. May we listen to the parable of the sowers. Sower, we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. We've already looked at that hard path, and now we move on to the rocky ground. The rocky ground. It's not that there isn't any soil, uh, and there is seed. Uh, last week we looked at the fact that the sower isn't concerned about running out of seed. 
Uh, most of us, in being cheap and having limited resources, we're always concerned about running out. We're always concerned about saving. We're always concerned about doing that which is best and only what is good. Uh, thinking through, we won't. Uh, we wonder, should we do this? I don't know if it's going to work, so it holds us back. Not so the sower. He's sowing it on four different soils. It seems as if he's just casting it out there. And and as time goes on, we see uh, which one produces. We want to keep that in mind this morning, that the issue is production. No one sows unless that without the idea that those seeds would not just be cast out, but that they would grow and produce. And in the end, we look uh, we'll look next week and the week after uh, that the good soil produces a hundred, sixty, and thirty. Uh, what a what a wonderful picture! This is the reason we do farming. Uh, this is the reason we plant tomato plants. This is the reason we water and we we fertilize because we hope uh, for that profit in the end. But now we see. Uh, Two derailing uh, things that happen. Two different things that derail someone from the kingdom message. Remember that Jesus in the book of Matthew is calling people to himself. He's saying, come, uh, follow me, but be a part of my kingdom. I I will be your king and you will be uh, in my kingdom. You will be my servant. You will be part of what I am doing. And you will leave behind what you are doing. I want want to remind you, every one of you here this morning, that to follow after Christ is to leave your own thoughts behind. It's to leave your old life behind. It's to leave your, your upbringing. It's to leave the ideas that you've carried for a very long time. And to exchange them, to, to give them, and, and to submit them to Jesus Christ. This is what He was calling us to and so we uh, we see the sower, uh, Jesus speaking, and he says, look, uh, uh, the sower, I, I have sown seeds and you will as well. But I want to explain to you this process of sowing. There's the, the hard path, but now there's the rocky ground. Look down at verse 20. And God's word says this, and as uh, for what was sown on rocky ground, he's now going to describe he's moving on. And he says this, this is the one who hears the word. Remember, last week we looked at it's not that they didn't hear the message, but they didn't hear the message or understand it. And so I want to tell you that the problem in, in that second soil, it's not that they didn't clearly understand the message. They did. They did. Uh, the most important thing as you think about sharing the gospel or, or, or sowing seed is to clearly understand the message. You want to give people the message of Jesus that they might clearly understand it. But as you look at this soil, they did clearly understand. They understood the word. And it also says it's not even that they didn't respond. They immediately responded. They immediately respond. They, they responded and, and they were not ones that, that held back and said, no, I, I don't want that or I don't understand that. That doesn't make sense to me. But they heard the message and immediately received it. They immediately did. 
And they immediately received it, it says, with joy. With joy. I want to tell you that so far, so good as we look at this. They heard the message clearly. They received the message and received the message with joy. That is a great response to the gospel. Immediate. They they bring it in. They're happy about it. This is a, a message of joy. In fact, the gospel... Uh, is good news, right? And and as we look at this, we're using other terminology because Jesus hasn't gone to the cross. He speaks of his kingdom and he's calling him to his kingdom. And you can imagine, because we've been there, we understand this, that these people are hearing the message. They're going about their lives. They're fishermen, they're plumbers, they're engineers, rocket scientists of Jesus' day. And... I don't think they really were. I was just making that up. Uh, but they were they were doing life. They were they were doing everything that they had going on. And yet they were missing something. And as Jesus was before them, some responded this way. They go, man, this is a better message. This is a whole better deal. This whole idea of Jesus kingdom is way better than the things that I got going I got to leave this old life and I need to follow after Jesus. This is great. This is great. I love it. Jesus is better than the other life that I have. I need to follow him. This new kingdom, I'm on board. This is the response of the second soil. He receives it with joy. But then we have the derailing of this. Uh, the, this plant is, is struggling now. It's not just struggling, but it comes to nothing. Why? Because it says in verse 21, yet he has no root in himself. Not enough soil. It's more rocks than soil. And, and, and this idea of the rocky soil, Jesus explains like this. He said, yet he has no root in himself, but endures for a while And when tribulation and persecution arises on the account of the word, immediately he falls away. No root, no root. He sprouts up, but there's no soil to be rooted in. There's no sense of grounding. There's no sense of stability for the plant. It says this, he endures for a while. Uh, Pointing to the, the idea that there was a premature death. Most have described this as temporary, but the the idea was a premature death. It sprouted up. But what was the problem with this plant? It didn't come to fruition. It didn't do its purpose. What was its purpose? To produce. That's what was meant to happen for the seed to grow. And not just to grow and be beautiful for a time, but to grow and produce why didn't it happen? What was the problem? What derailed uh, this from coming to fruition? It says this, and when tribulation or persecution arises, when tough times come, you, you can see this immediate response and even a response of joy. But when trials and tribulations came, Then there was the sense of it killing the plant. 
I want to say this, that um, I want to make point this out. He, he makes sure that we understand that this isn't just normal things of life. Uh, I'll get to that in a moment. Just normal things of life like that everyone goes through. But it's connected with a response to the word of God. Um, it's connected that these tr- tribulations and persecutions come that they come from being connected uh, to the Word of God. I think that all of us, to some degree or another, buy into the health-wealth gospel. The health-wealth gospel is not a real gospel. It it, it doesn't tell the whole story. The health-wealth gospel goes like this. God wants you to be healthy. God is good when He makes you healthy. And he also wants you to have everything you want. If you go without for a day, if there's a time or period in your life where you are struggling financially, that you're wanting, that there's something missing in your life, then something's wrong. God is not for you. You need to change because God wants you to be healthy and wealthy. And as we look at this, we see that this is part of the problem. And as we sow, and this may be a problem for you and me, but it also might be a problem for the hearers as we sow. As we share with people, we say, hey, what's missing from your life is Jesus. You need a new king. You need a new Lord. You need to be saved from your sins. And they're like, yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. But implied in that, that your life is wrong now. But if you come to Jesus, everything will be right. I want to tell you, if if you believe that message, you're in for a rude awakening. And it it will uh, be a test of your faith if you don't believe that after you come to know Christ you will continue to have trials and tribulations. Many connected with your belief in Jesus Christ. What what will that look like? Well, these uh, tribulations and persecutions, they're bad things. I wanted to speak as the kids would. They're bad. Having a bad day. Oh, that kid is bad. Mom, you did a bad thing to me. You kids never said that, right? These are bad things. These are health issues. You know what? You might have health issues in your family. And you say, connected to the Word of God? Yes, connected to the Word of God. You you might have family relationships that are uh, in trouble because of the gospel. And you say, how can that be? My marriage should get better. Yeah, it should get better. But what if your spouse doesn't believe? What what if your spouse doesn't trust in Christ? What what if it's hard to leave that life behind? There might be trials. You know what? There might be a job loss. You come to know Christ. You come to follow Christ, a different kingdom. You can't do the things that you used to do, and you can't do them the way you used to do them. There might be pressure on you, and you may be an unwelcome team member. You might experience a job loss. You might come to financial ruin. 
People don't want to do business with you anymore. People want you to bend and you can't anymore. You might lose friends. I, I couldn't help but think in Matthew chapter 19, it says this. And everyone who has left houses or brothers or sisters or father or mother or children or lands for my name's sake will receive a hundredfold and will inherit eternal life. And then he says this. Most of us know this part. But many who are first will be last and the last first. Maybe following after Christ will put you in last place. Might put you in last place. And this is the message of the sower. He sows out the seed. And, and the message is this. Follow Christ as a new king. Come be a part of building his kingdom, not your own. I, I want to tell you that. Um, be careful as we sow seed not to preach the health, wealth gospel. Be careful to tell people. What you're missing in your life is Jesus. You need a new king and a new kingdom. It will not be without problems, but this is the, this is the difference. It's totally worth it. It's totally worth it. Even if you lose everything. Even if you lose health. Even if you lose friends. Even if your family is, uh, there's upheaval in your family. It's totally worth it. Some of you wonder... Um, you can chart a course and you, you come to know Christ. You, you come to follow him. And it just messes up everything. And, and, and it's just one heartache after the other. And you just say, why me? Why me? I want to suggest something to you. Uh, especially when you are in the process of changing teams. We have an enemy. He's present in this passage. Uh the enemy doesn't like it when you change teams. He doesn't like it. He, he's looking to keep his team together. I believe that enemy attacks come at the point in time where, where we accept the gospel. And these trials and tribulations, uh, many of which could be just enemy attacks calling us to come back to the losing team. Well, what happens uh, to this one who falls on this rocky soil? It goes like this, that it says that he falls away. That word there is probably uh, not strong enough. Uh, probably a stronger word in the Greek. It's the idea of taking offense or, or stumbling. Uh, it's a word that we use the word, we get the word scandalized from. But, but it's the picture of this, of walking along the path of someone uh, being a part uh, and, and going about their life and then uh, slamming their foot against a rock and then backing away and going, stupid rock. And then not just saying stupid rock, but why am I on this stupid path? If, if this is what I'm going to get, if this is the way life is going to be, I'm doing this, I, I, I'm supposed to be here. It, it seemed like it was a good thing. But if there's rocks along the road, if I'm going to stub my toe, if things are going to be hard, forget it. Forget it. It's to take offense in that way. This is a danger in the sowing process that the seed might grow. 
that we might think or that our hearers might think that if you follow Jesus, it's without problems. It's without trials and tribulations. You won't have any hurts if you follow after Christ. That's not true. And if you believe that, you're in danger of sprouting up, of being happy to follow after Christ. And yet, when the bumps come, and they do come, and they come often, you may say, it's just not worth it. But I want to tell you, following after Christ is totally worth it. In everything. That's the soil of the rocky ground. Uh, We move on to verse 22. Please follow along in your Bible. I don't have mine open. Okay? Got to check up on me, all right? Uh, We we look to the thorny thorny soil. And it it says this. um, As for what was sown among the thorns this is the one who hears the word i want to i want to get the reception again do you get that just like the last soil just like the problem of the first soil right what happens in this soil we have this clear reception the hearing of the word it's not that it wasn't understood it was understood but it says this What was sown among the thorns, this is the one who hears the word, but this is the problem. The middle there. The cares of the world and the deceitfulness of riches choke the word and it proves unfruitful. This is a verse for Bear Valley Church. Cares of the world and the deceitfulness of riches. It's not for... Just you, but it's for me as well. I I read this, and as I read this, I go, this is the one that proves, go to the end, unfruitful. It proves to be unfruitful. And, and I ask the question of my life, is my life unfruitful? Why, what is stopping me from being fruitful as the Lord intended? What is it? It says right there. Cares of the world, the deceitfulness of riches. I want you to think of your own illustration right now. Some of you are waiting for me to illustrate this. Think of your own. Think of last week. You say, well, you know, I, I don't worry about the cares of this world. Did you say this last week that you were stressed out about something? Where, did you talk really fast? Did you get short with your spouse? Did you did you yell at your kids? Were you rushing around? Why? Were you agitated in your soul? Why? You say, I had a good reason. I was late. Late for what? Something really important I can't remember. What? Why were you rushing around? Why were you agitated in your soul? Oh, there were some super important things happening. What were they? I can't remember. When I think about the, the things that are, are equated, people say, you know, oh, I'm super busy. Why, why are you super busy? Man, I just got a lot going on. I'm stressed out. I'm, I, I'm overwhelmed. Why? Well, my, my, my sink's broke. It's going to be okay. <laughs> Promise you. Okay? 
You say, well, if my sink's broke, maybe something, it's going to be okay. These are just cares of the world. You say, well, I I have someone sick in my household. You know what? I think everybody does right now, right? Everyone's coughing or hacking or something. And I'm not saying we're in good company, okay? What I'm saying is, these are all the temporary things. You say, well, you don't know how big they are. I want to tell you our whole lives are temporary. Cares of the world. And then the second one, deceitfulness of riches. We're chasing bucks. We're chasing dollars. This is the other thing that gets us wound up. This is the other thing that, that we are running around. We're going, oh no, I, I got to do this. I got to do that. I got to spend more time. I got to work harder, longer. I, I, I'm concerned about this and that. Why? Because of money. Well, why is money so important? Well, if I have enough of it, my life will be great and it'll be fruitful. Complete opposite. It's lying to you. Money is lying to you. The idea of money is lying to you. What it, what it, what's the lie? The lie says this. If you have enough, if you have, and how much is enough, by the way? Just a little bit more. Just a little bit more, right? If you have enough of it, guess what? Life will be complete. And Jesus lies his own message right next to it. And he says this. If you have me, life will be complete. You need me. Jesus tells us, and we'll get after this next week, that... The cares of the world, the deceitfulness of riches choke out the word and it proves unfruitful. Doesn't work. Doesn't go to what God intended. The sower sowed the seed, but it doesn't come to fruition. It doesn't produce. Well, I want to tie it all up with just three quick things. Um, and they go like this. The first one is this. Guard your heart during trials and t- persecution guard your heart guard your heart you say against what against saying i don't know if it's worth it to follow after christ guard your heart second thing i want to tell you is be mindful of yourself and the danger of the cares of the world and the chasing of money guard yourself you know what? When you see yourself getting stressed out about things that don't matter, when you see yourself chasing after money, say, this is a poison that will cause me to become unfruitful. And thirdly, and this is for our sharing, as you sow seeds, prepare the hearer for these two things as well. Prepare the hearers. Trials are going to come. And there's a danger of you caring about the things you used to care about. The, the things that used to be all of life for you. The chasing of money and being burdened by the little things that are passing away. Please join with me in prayer. Father God, thank you for this morning. Uh, thank you for all that has gone on. Uh, thank you for the beauty of your church in action. As we uh, rejoice with those who rejoice and weep with those who weep. God, do your work in your church. May your word 
find a good place in our heart and that we might grow and that we might produce as you intended. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you all for being here today. You are dismissed. In the beginning was